2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: My partner, Jesse Agler, joins us here on Gwen and Chris. And Jesse, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, you and I, I had reached out to Jesse uh, when I first got the text and was unsure and trying to confirm or if it was real or not. And Jesse didn't know at the time we actually found out at the same time while we were talking to each other and Jess, well, just your initial thoughts on, on the loss of Peter Seidler.
2: Oh man. Um, I I really think the only place to begin is that it's just, it's a sad day and a bad day uh, for, for all of us. And, And when I say all of us, I don't mean necessarily the people who work for the Padres or who sort of inhabit the Padres solar system, and, and I know that's a lot of people in this community, but um, his reach extended well beyond the Padres. I'm okay. sure you guys have been talking a lot about that, even just at the beginning of your show, and, um, you know, what Peter did for this community, an adopted community, by the way. Um, you know, we're not all all lucky enough to be born and raised San Diego. And some of us had to find our way here, um, as I did and as Peter did, and and I think, like, pretty much everybody who ends up here one way or another learned very quickly what a special place it is and and peter poured his heart and his soul and his pocketbook into this community um not just into the padres not just into petco park uh but into san diego you know the stuff we've heard about and i tell you what i guarantee you there's plenty we never heard about um you know that, that took place behind the scenes and, and things that peter and his family uh did for people uh in this community and 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 it's it's a bad day for all of us. It's a sad day for all of us. Uh, but what a wonderful, wonderful man uh, that we were lucky enough to get to know. And, and Tony, you know, I know for you and I in particular, like, yeah. um, there just there aren't a lot of people like that that we're going to have the opportunity to come across in our lives. And, and I think we knew that even as we got to enjoy our time with him. And it's a, it's a pretty big part of my reflection, I think, here today.
1: Jesse, um, you know, the, the the thing that stands out to me at a glance is that Peter Seidler's not like all the other owners or not like a lot of the other owners that we think of. I mean, yeah. we think of ownership as somebody sitting up behind, a, you know, a, a a glass window watching from an owner's box. I mean, he was he was a fan more than almost anything else. And I imagine as somebody who, you know, worked for him ultimately, uh, it was kind of a pleasure to be able to have have being the employee of an owner like that.
2: It's it's a dream. It's a dream. And I, I was thinking about this today. Um, and and you know, many of my conversations with Peter were like the conversations that like Tony and I would have off the air, or Chris, when you stop by and I see you, like the conversations we'd have about the team. When when you work in sports and you guys know this but for the listeners especially if you worked for a team or in one specific sport obviously huge baseball fan growing up um and tony your perspective is a little bit different because you basically have lived in the in in major league baseball your entire life but you know for me my my fandom changed when i began working in professional sports a little bit and so the way like i feel about the padres is quite frankly and honestly, a little bit different than the way I feel about like when I watch Miami hurricanes football, when I watch Miami hurricanes football, I'm an unglued maniac. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and like, I'm sure Tony with the Lakers, right. Yes. Or Chris with the dolphins. Like we have, like when you're like a full 100% fan of something, right. it's a very different thing than when you work for a team. But I tell you what, Peter, Peter, didn't lose that with the Padres. Like, not only did he work for the team, he owned the team. Like, so, you know, it was like he was as invested literally as any of us in their success, but he never lost, like, that fan's perspective. And that is unbelievably rare and so refreshing. And it made the conversations with him so fun because it really did feel like any of us, you didn't feel like you were talking to the owner, I guess, is what I'm saying. When you talk to Peter about the team, he'd be, you know, he'd come up to you and be like, Whew, so what do you think about the eighth inning? You know, and it was yeah. like, you start talking about it and talking about it. And, you know, like halfway through my rambling, I remember who I'm speaking to. And I'd be like, <laughs> well, what do you think about the eighth <laughs> inning? You know, like that, that's far more important than what I think. And, and I mean, just such like genuine, genuine warmth and love for the game and for people. Um, you know, I, I did the thing, which I know we all do when we lose somebody these days. And I looked back through texts and emails, you know, just to kind of... You know, feel something, and and I don't know if that's like the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. But my God, like it just reminded me what a what an incredibly positive and supportive person Peter Seidler was. You know, my my career here began early on in, in Peter's tenure with the Padres, and so like in in a weird way, maybe we kind of grew together. Um, You know, working here in San Diego, he he arrived in 2012, I arrived in 2014. And looking back, I saw some of the early, early emails he sent me. Really, you could tell I was a young guy kind of finding my feet and he would just shoot me unsolicited notes of support. Hey, I was I was walking on the beach tonight and listening to you guys. You sounded great. Hey, great home run call, stuff like that. And I mean, gosh, like what an unbelievably unnecessary but kind, meaningful thing to be able to do. Um, and, and that's just how he was with everybody. Uh, Just a, a tremendous,
3: tremendous human. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was Peter Seidler in a nutshell. Like
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend
3: today. Those side conversations. I mean, that's how I found out he knew that I was doing the post pre and post game for the Dodgers in in fifteen or sixteen. Is because he would say he would sit and, and, and listen and he'd go over that kind of stuff and he was just so kind. It's funny, and Jesse can attest to this broadcasters are by nature a little cynical right and i think the part that jesse just hit on where you're having a conversation and you know we're watching these games every day and so you start to wear those those bad moments a little bit more but he always found a way to recenter the conversation around the fans and what they were feeling he was very passionate about that portion And winning, Jesse. That was the other thing that I've always found uh, to be enlightening to be around him is because you don't. He wanted to win, particularly for an adopted city, uh, so badly.
2: He 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 was kind. He was warm, but boy, was he competitive! Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's and and that's like the perfect mix. I mean, literally, if you if you ask like a fan of any sports team. Hey, if you could create the perfect owner for your favorite team in a lab, you're pretty much going to come up with what Peter Seiler was. You know, someone who thought like a fan, who spent, you know, like a fan would spend, uh, who kind of right. exuded the positivity required to shepherd the thing through the ups and the downs. You know, he, he understood the roller coaster nature of it, you know, in a way that was maybe even beyond like the usual fan perspective, you know, like, he, he's he been in pro baseball basically his entire life uh, because of his family and the Dodgers. And so he's seen so many ups and downs, uh, you know, in kind of an intimate way. And so that I think afforded him, you know, like this perspective of being able to zoom out and like 2021, for instance, um, you know, when that really went badly or this year, and obviously we didn't get the opportunity to speak with him the tail end of this year because he wasn't well, but I remember conversations and emails and texts, you know, after the disappointment of 2021 And while he was as devastated as I think everybody was in town, he understood that it was part of the larger picture. And, you know, sure enough, what happened last year in 22, the Padres go all the way to the championship series in the National League. And, um, you know, he he enjoyed it so much. Um, He wants it so badly for this fan base, for this community. Um, You know, he, I think really at the end of the day, perhaps as much as anything, he took his responsibility of sort of being the shepherd of this team So seriously. And he knows what it means to this fan base. Um, He knows what it means to the people in this community. When I say community, I mean, you know, down, yeah, into Baja, but up north, out east, like he understood the breadth of the thing. And, you know, I think especially in the wake of the Chargers leaving, understanding just how much pride we all take here in the success of this organization. And, And he wanted to make it as successful as possible.
1: You know, as a, as a broadcaster uh, on other you know levels of sports and doing all the games that I've done and all the teams, I mean, owners can sometimes be a little intimidating and make yeah. you feel a little uncomfortable, and you kind of worry about what you're saying, especially when you see them in person. Because yeah. you're supposed to be a broadcaster, you're supposed to be really good at talking, and if you're stumbling in front of the owner, you feel a little <laughs> bit uh, self conscious about it. So that just amazes me that you actually got texts and notes from Peter Seidler telling him how great your call was on a certain play, because I had an owner with the hockey team here in San Diego, Ron Hahn, who uh, owned the Gulls, who used to call me in my hotel room and say, hey, you made a great call tonight on the game. I loved listening to it. That carried me for, oh, I don't know, about four years. You know, just yeah. hearing one comment yeah. like that from the owner and knowing that he was listening and he appreciated what I was doing, uh, that, that that Peter Seidler was able to do the same and, and accomplish that is is another measure of the man. No
2: question. Um, you know, I think understanding what you just said, right, like that one kind comment can carry somebody for a very long time. You know, it's so impactful. It's so meaningful coming from somebody like that. And I mean, that's something I really try and remember in my career because, you know, I've been touched a few times over the years. I have a Mark Cotty story I've told once or twice that I know Tony's heard about, you know, some kindness that Katz, uh, showed me after like my first ever series doing television for the Padres in 2014. And like how I just went from like zero to 80 in terms of how <laughs> I was feeling after Mark made like a 10 a second comment to me. Um, and, and yeah, Peter with regularity would say nice things. He, you know, also, and, and this kind of goes along with it all, like, he loves baseball, man. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, in the way we all love baseball, like, Tony and I are baseball geeks. Chris, I know you're a geek. Like, we, Tony and I, the like, off-air conversations we have in the booth, Probably embarrassing, like, when you really, like, step back and think about it, And <laughs> we'll just, like, randomly dork out about some, you know, 1987 something or other that comes up in conversation, and we're going down the baseball reference rabbit hole, and, like, ha- you know, going on and on and on, and, and poor Dave Marcus is listening to us, and then, like, you would talk to Peter, and he was the exact same way, and right. his brother Tom, who I adore, is the exact same way, like, we can have these great baseball conversations, because he just loves, loves, loves baseball, and um yeah you you would often often forget you were speaking to the owner of the team when speaking to him which is perhaps the greatest compliment you can give any owner um, because he really was just kind of like you know at the end of the day it felt like you were talking to just anybody else who worked for the team who cared about the team and who wanted great things for the team
3: jesse one last uh thought before you leave i mean how will you personally remember peter seiler you know Scrabby brought up a, a good memory that I had kind of forgot about. I can't remember. It was after one of the clinchings. It was. Was it a guy after L.A.?
1: It was the yes. It was after DS. The,
3: the after at the DS. The guys are in there spraying champagne, and he is just off in the corner. No one's by him. He's just watching the guys enjoy the moment. Yeah. That, that's probably the one that will stick out in my mind. Do you have one before we let you get out of here? I
2: think for me, it's it's you know some of the the notes that he sent me. Um, you know, especially when he was healthy, he, he was, he was good at it. You know, he, he, it was, it was far more regular than it should have been. Um, you know, I think like, I I just, I, again, I was looking back at emails and texts today and I always knew it, but it just struck me again, just how kind of a person. And like, I genuinely believed he thought I was great at what I did. Um, and whether he believed that or not, doesn't ever matter uh, because he made me feel like he thought I was. And like Chris, you were saying that that's going to carry me forever. It's going to carry me forever. Um, because, um, that guy has been around baseball. He loves baseball. He knows baseball. And if he thought I was even half decent at my job, that's good enough for me. Um, you know, and, and so like, I'll, I'll save those emails for the rest of my life. I'll save those texts for the rest of my life. And, and, you know, if there's a day I'm down on myself, pull one up, kind of smile a little bit and, and, Oh, man, he's uh, he's a very, very special person.
3: No doubt. Jess, as always, man, appreciate you coming on, sharing some of your thoughts, and uh, we'll do it again soon.
0: Of course, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.